It's the report. Report. Today on the show. Two perspectives on a week in Ithaca. Last week, I had the opportunity to attend a VR event at Cornell University. Virtual reality is a technology that has interested me for some time now. But what I got at the event was not what I was expecting. I was expecting one of two things. Either there would be headsets out to experiment with, or there would be a technical demonstration by an engineer working on VR. It was surprising when the whole of an Ivy League university could not provide one person who knew how to work VR. For the first hour, the group entertained themselves with phones while watching the librarian who was hosting the event bumble around looking at a blank screen. We went through all the headsets and not one worked. Finally, I got to use the Oculus Quest for 45 minutes. That was quite interesting. But I would have also liked to use the Vive, which is a computer-tethered VR that's really good. We were in Ithaca for more than just one day. In fact, our main purpose was to go on a college tour with some old family friends. We got out of the car into the splitting cold. A short while later, and after discovering that canola oil was invented at Cornell, we began the tour. The first inadequacy was the logistics of the tour. Forty people cannot hear one guide on a cold, windy day. At an institution full of top-notch engineers, even some specialized in planning, they could not figure out a sensible tour. The fact is, I do not want to go to college to join the Harry Potter Club, the ROTC, and the Squirrel Watchers Watchers Club. The amount of fluff and icing that was put on the presentation repulsed me more than that attracted me. There was almost no technical detail and very little other useful information. Even at the admissions information lecture, it sounded as if they had glanced at a college admission guide and wrote down the introduction. First, they played a moving video about how inclusive of an elite school they are. Then, walking on stage, with tears in their eyes, the two speakers spoke again of the Squirrel Watchers Club. Then they moved on to say that they value perseverance and effort. I guess they don't need to attract too many students. In Ithaca this week, I was thinking about Stephen Jay Gould's borrowing of the term spandrel from architecture into biology. 
A spandrel is the nearly triangular space formed when the outside curve of an arch meets the wall and ceiling of a building. The spandrel is just an accidental bit of negative space, but it invites decoration and once decorated becomes a feature to be considered and elaborated. Gould applied this idea to biology, where some accidental bit of body formed as a lineage is shaped by evolutionary forces gets noticed by selection and put to use. An example is the cylindrical space along the axis of the coiling tube of a snail. All snails have this space as it is a necessary byproduct of coiling. In a few species, evolution has taken advantage of the existence of this feature to use it for a purpose such as storing eggs or brooding young. I noticed a non-biological spandrel this week with artistic potential. While attending a demonstration of VR technology at Cornell University, there were eight participants and only seven headsets. I stood watching as the other people stood around the room performing what looked like Tai Chi or modern dance while responding to the virtual objects they could see, but I could not. It occurred to me that an unintended consequence of controlling a virtual world through a headset is that the contents of that virtual world dictate the body movements of the game players as seen by an outside audience. This spandrel could be exploited to, for example, allow a choreographer to directly control and coordinate the movements of dancers in real time simply by instructing them through a VR headset to grasp and manipulate virtual objects. Imagine a group of dancers taking the stage in headsets. The lights dim, the music begins, and although none of the dancers has learned the steps in advance and none can see each other, a computer program offers them a path to traverse and objects to move or collect. From the inside, each is playing a VR game. From the outside, an entire dance unfolds in perfect symmetry according to the choreographer's intent. Poking around on the internet, I found many people thinking about dancing in virtual worlds, using headsets to present virtual teachers or partners, but no discussion of the idea of using headsets for coordinating group activity. Anyway, I just thought this was a cool idea that someone should try. Let me know if you do. Thank you for listening to The Report Report. You can email us at thereportreport, no caps and no spaces, at gmail.com. Hope you listen next week.